Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Tom Prince and Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Mr. Roger Weiss is in studio. Derek Kramer producing. What's up, guys? Mr. Now what? Is that good or bad, Tom? Help me out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I normally hear resident troublemaker, so yeah. he, he must yeah. be uh, he must be doing good this week. I, I, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm in a good mood. That's why. So Roger gets a pass this week. Plus, I know I'm going to get him a little bit later on in the show. Mm. All right, guys. Uh, man, big night last night. There's never a dull moment concerning high school sports, and we're going to get to what I think was the big story. Tony, did you know it was Friday the 13th and a full moon last night? Yes, I did. I was fully prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Friday the 13th impression. I don't know if that'll ever happen again in our lifetime. I thought I heard uh, one of the news anchors say the next time uh, that that happens, it's like in the year 2040-something. Wow. Ooh. And it wasn't that long ago that uh, we had the previous... Friday the 13th on a full moon. I guess about the only thing that would be better than that, would there ever be a scenario where a full moon on Friday the 13th could land on Good Friday? Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's not go there, Raj. <laughs> now you know why he's the resident troublemaker. <laughs> I was in, I don't know, I was in the mood to hear Ozzy Osbourne to last night bark at the moon, but that's <laughs> that's just me. Well, as I said, uh, some, uh, some big goings-ons last night. We will get into that. A lot of scores to go through. But first, news and notes, and I want to start this one off uh, from our friend Mike Esposito. I uh, had Mike on the show last year to promote this, organizing the fourth annual Golden Steps Walk for Pediatric Cancer Awareness. It'll be on September the 21st at 5 p.m. The walk will be at Hyde Park Oasis this year. Over the last three years, they have raised over $35,000 for two fantastic childhood cancer foundations. Punt and go for the goal. These foundations do so much for families whose children have cancer. Many families go bankrupt from ridiculous medical bills from long hospital stays. Punt offsets many of these costs by paying for gas, hotels, food, and also sadly for funerals. Go for the goal funds clinical trials and research grants to find cures for pediatric pediatric cancer. These organizations do so much more. Please consider supporting the walk. We are looking for businesses to sponsor the walk or individuals to participate. Cost is $20 per adult and 5 per child. There is no better cause. Most people only care when it affects them. Be different. And that's from Mike Esposito. So hopefully people can uh, get a hold of Mike if they have any questions on that. 
Yeah, let's see. What else do oh, we Oh, Tony, actually, I lied to you earlier. I do have a thing for news and notes. I just remembered, though. How disrespectful. I know. Lying to the host. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Mount St. Mary's is looking for a, um, var- a girls' varsity and JV bowling coach to oversee all practices and games. Applicants should be 21 years of age or older and must be available to oversee practices and games five to six days a week. Uh, to apply, go um, email J, email athletic director James Pernick at jpernick at msmacademy.org. Applications are due November 11th. All right. Well, last week, you remember, I was talking about uh, the league that I belong to, uh, NASA, Ni- uh, Niagara Erie Youth Sports Association. There's a comp- uh, concession stand battle. So this week, uh, and, and again, this is on best uh, basic food, best service, best specialty food. I was talking with Ray Turpin during the week. Roger, see if you would hit any of these ones up. Uh, Niagara Wheatfield has had biscuit and sausage gravy. Uh, Pendleton had a great... No, you're shaking that one I'm off? I'm not a gravy person. I'm oh, sorry. I am. To me, I gravy, love gravy. Gravy hides uh, uh, not-so-well-cooked or prepared food. Okay, okay. Well, I would definitely go for it. Uh, Shout-out to Pendleton for their great cheeseburgers. And the Buffalo Vets, they have a variety of specialized foods. Spaghetti salad and sausage with peppers and onions. They also had loaded fries with chili and cheese. So, uh, those those sound a little bit better. Yeah. In fact, uh, when you say spaghetti salad, I assume that's cold. Yes. Yes. Oh, I I love that. That's real good. Yeah. It's uh, like a a variation of macaroni salad, in my opinion. James Mallory's mom runs a concession stand for the vets. So make sure you, uh, say hello to her whenever you stop by Manhattan Park. We're there in, I think, three weeks for a uh, Saturday afternoon game. Tomorrow, we are in Francis's neck of the woods at Sparky Adams Field as we are going to take on KAT at 1 o'clock. So I'm Dick looking forward Sparky to that. Adams Field. Sparky Adams Field. Didn't Ken I say Moore. that? Dick Sparky Adams Field. Dick Sparky Adams Field. Tonawanda, KAT, is that what that is? Kenmore and Tonawanda. Some people say kids are terrific. It's uh, uh, KAT. KAT. I, I always thought it was Kenmore and Tonawanda. I don't think it's there. I'll have to ask Rocky when I see him uh, tomorrow. Uh, But uh, there you have it. Now, it's time for the G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. If you would like to nominate a coach, simply go to livefit.com, nominate your coach, and we will pick one coach to be the G&G Fitness of the Week. Congratulations goes out to Niagara Wheatfield's boys golf coach, Timothy Codd. Get this, guys. Five years they are unbeaten. For the last five years, they have not lost. So they have some serious golf talent at Niagara Weefield. So congratulations to Timothy Codd. Yeah, right. I, I just want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Brian Gleason from uh, Frontier High School. He has agreed to go to St. Bonaventure University to run cross-country and track. He is a four-sport athlete at Frontier High School. He runs cross-country in the fall, uh, indoor track in uh, winter, outdoor track, and baseball in the spring. Uh, not too many of the bigger schools like Frontier uh, actually let a athlete uh, play two sports in the same season. Uh, Tom, I don't know if you're familiar with him as a baseball player, but uh, comes from a great sports family. Uh, 
He's got to be one of the last of the, at least this generation of Gleasons. Uh, there might be another one on the way by now, but uh, really a good sports family. They're originally from, uh, I believe, the Lakeshore area. Their, their ancestors are from Lakeshore-ish. Cool. Yeah, I, th- I think we're going to hear more and more from track and field. We've got some track and field athletes that are coming up right now in different areas. I think we're going to hear more and more about that sport in the next they got 8th, 9th, 10th grader. The, yeah. the, these girls in Amherst? Yeah, that's oh what I'm saying. we got some young crop that's about really, to come that, up that we're going to hear a lot about. If they progress yeah. at any appreciable rate, yeah. they're going to be nationally ranked. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to do some track stuff uh, again in the future. We uh, did one, uh, what was it, late spring or... I think it was late spring we had uh, some representatives on. We had, in fact, Coach Carriero, uh, who's retired from Lancaster, he came in. Uh, let's get into scores from last night. Canisius dropping a tough one to uh, McDowell of Pennsylvania. St. Francis falling to Steubenville of Ohio, 43-31. to 31. Jamestown taking care of Hutch Tech, 39-13. to 13. Clarence all over Frontier, 35 to nothing. North Tonawanda nipping Will East, 21 to 20. West Seneca West, 28. Hamburg, 14. Grand Island edging Kenmore East, 7 to 6. Star Point over Will South, 41 to 26. West Seneca East beating Sweet Home, 31 to 30. South Park all over Amherst, 56 to 6. It was Cheektowaga over Leuport, 18 to 13. East Aurora slash Holland beat Lakeshore, 14 to nothing. Iroquois over Medina, 34 to 14. Maritime Charter, 20. Dunkirk, 6. Albion over Springville, 50 to 8. Cleve Hill beating Roy Hart, 52 to 12. Allegheny Limestone over Fredonia, 15 to 7. Chautauqua Lake, 37. Gowanda, 6. It was Southwestern, 40. Portville, 8. Uh, Depew over Tonawanda, 17 to 15. Pioneer over Olean, 24 to 14. Akron shuts out Tymon, 32 to nothing on a night that they were honoring Paul Humphrey uh, before the game. He had uh, a tribute there. I wanted to make it to that game, but the way the Skyway is and everything, uh, it was just best to avoid it. But uh, uh, thanks to the two schools uh, for honoring Paul Humphrey. Uh, a lot of class there. Also, I don't know why it didn't make the newspaper. I was at Dunkirk last night. Maritime Charter Health Science beat Dunkirk 20-6. to 6. That's the one I mentioned. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I, sorry. <laughs> He's the troublemaker, folks. <laughs> he is. Uh, let's see. I guess I want to start off with the big news, and there was a game that was canceled last night. And it was uh, Kenmore West and McKinley. Uh, Francis, you and I were talking about this one last night on the sidelines at Star, Star Point. Why don't you get us up to date as to what happened? All right, so this happened. This news broke for what, 4.30 yesterday. So this is like very last minute. They decided to cancel that game over concerns of there were threats made online. And so the school's came to a decision together, as we thought, to cancel the game on uh, terms of safety. So the game was not played last night. It was supposed to beat Riverside, a big Class A-1 battle. Full teams were unbeaten, but the game was decided not to play. Um, now, the original statement that came out from Kenton around 4.30 said it was mutually agreed upon by both athletic departments. However, later in the night, the Buffalo News reported that uh, the Buffalo Public Schools did not feel the same way. Um... This came from Ella Ke- Elena Kella, the Buffalo School spokeswoman, said 
They are eager to hear from the Ken West athletic director or principal as to why they canceled the game. We understand that student safety and we value the safety of our students, coaching staff, and fans. We are waiting to see some evidence of a threat beyond social media and went on to say that the cancellation was not mutually agreed upon. Now, Pat, they also spoke to Patrick Finelli, who's the spokesman for Kenton, said their director of athletics, Brett Banker, spoke with the Buffalo Public Schools acting director of athletics and Section 6 football chairman Ken Stolt. Both gentlemen understood the complexity of the threat and limited time to investigate and went on to say that at no time did either person indicate a concern about postponing, meaning Kenton believes this was mutually agreed upon, uh, this cancellation. Buffalo... Not so much. All right. Well, controversy there, obviously, but I'm sure it'll come out in the end. I mean, it, what it all boils down to is is we have somebody that was not thinking and doing something stupid on social media. Yeah, the, media. the reason for the cancellation is ultimately there is a, a dumb move on social media that kind of sparked the series of events. It always amazes me because when you talk about high school sports, you know, and we should never, ever paint with a broad brush uh, the mindset or uh, what goes into the makeup of a high school student. You have high school students that do remarkable things, whether it's uh, raising money for uh, charity, uh, maybe it's doing an act of kindness in the community or for a classmate or a teammate. But then on the other hand, you have kids that are going to do dumb things. It uh, Lack of maturity, I guess we're going to have to talk it up. And this is one of the things that... I, I mean, social media, you can argue back and forth whether it's good or bad, but this is obviously one of the bad sides of social media is uh, giving a platform or making it easy to do something stupid. Yeah, but at the same time as this is you growing up and learning how to grow up. Right. And if you're going to make bad decisions, you have to be ready to deal with the consequences of those decisions. Somebody's going to have to learn a big lesson from and, this. And, and listen, whether you, I, I don't care who it is, the minute you hit send, be prepared what the consequences are right. going to be when you hit send. Because it's always going to be seen. I don't care if it's on Snapchat. I don't care if it's on text. I don't care if it's on Instagram. I don't care if it's on Twitter. I don't care if it's on Facebook. They're going to find it. And somebody can just hit record on their phones and any of those mediums, and it's going to go out there. Sure. You you think you can trust somebody, but you can't. You don't know what the other person's going to react to when you hit send. And you've got to be careful and ready to do that. You have to think... Uh, Sandy Beach, who I work with on WBEN, says, you know, whenever you send something out, you got to think, would my mother approve of this? And maybe that that's the thought process. You say, nah, maybe I, I shouldn't do this. This wouldn't look right. Uh, this could be taken the wrong way, even if it's in his. But in this case, from what I'm hearing, this is just purely stupid. So uh, somebody's going to learn a lesson from this, and we'll... I think the the rest of the story will come out soon enough. Obviously. I'm just wondering what the immediate repercussions are. The reason I say that now, just listening to what Francis said, uh, Buffalo City Schools were under the impression it wasn't canceled. Ken Stolt didn't know anything. Of, as far as he was concerned, there was no cancellation. That's huge. No, 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 no. Ken's, no, no, no. According to Kenton, it the three parties between Section 6, Ken Stolt, Buffalo Public Schools, and Brett Banker of Kenton, that it was a mutual agreed-upon cancellation. 
Now Buffalo's saying that it wasn't mutually agreed upon. Well, I thought you also said Ken Stoltz, as far as he was concerned, it wasn't agreed upon. It w- no, it was agreed upon. That, that's what Kenton's saying. We that's the story what had no saying is anybody's got nobody's got Stoltz heard from Ken Stoltz version yet. on it. No, we haven't. That hasn't been reported yet. Because again, and like I alluded to during the uh, you know before the show started, uh, they can still make up that game as late as Monday. And still play a Friday game if they're scheduled. I realize with Ken West it might be a Saturday game because uh, if they're due to be the home team and I haven't looked at next week's schedule as of yet, then theoretically they could play Tuesday if McKinley is also not scheduled to play until Saturday. you got to have the f- yeah. three days in between. Yeah. That's rule. After that... I mean, what is it going to be, and how? Especially, it's a league game, and yeah, these two only teams four were unbeaten. teams in each uh, Class A division. No, eight, eight teams. No, four in Class A. Four teams from the one division and four teams from the other. Oh, you mean go to the playoffs? Yes. Go to the playoffs. Yeah. All right. To answer your question, Kenmore West is scheduled to play at home against North Tonawanda next Saturday. How about McKinley? <sighs> McKinley might be facing O'Hara, but don't quote me on that. Let me. Check our schedule. You know, guys, I'll tell you, I, I love when we put stuff out on the Inside High School Sports page because I thought there was one great idea that did come out there that we've heard about happening in the past, and I think there are ways that we could do it. Then play the dang game without any spectators there. Get them in there, play the game. Don't let the you know one person's mistake penalize an entire team and entire two schools listen with what we got now with western new york athletics we'll broadcast the game for everybody to see let them play the game and find a way to be able to play this game don't let it get canceled mckinley uh at o'hara next week saturday yeah, yeah saturday game. all right so theoretically they could play they could make up this game monday or tuesday and still be have enough in between time to play their games the following week Absolutely. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, the games last night, games that we were at, and we'll get in all of that. Plus, we'll preview the games uh, going on today. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Tom Prince and Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss in the house. Derek Kramer producing... Last night's game, I had a blast. I got to tell you, I stopped at Star Point me, uh, with my son Nick. Uh, Gil Licata, what a great guy. I can't say enough about him. It was great to uh, hang out with him. Also got to meet uh, Kari Demos. He's the new high school beat writer for the Niagara Gazette. What a great guy. Had a blast talking with him. We're probably going to have him come on the show sometime and hang out. Uh, it's just a, a, a great time. Great to see our buddy Nate Butel. And uh, Francis was there. My man, Nate. Yeah, it was uh, really good to see them. Love the atmosphere at Star Point. It was it was nice. Williamsville South coming in. You know, Craig Krasansky. All right, this is going to be a lot of fun. 
and you know we're hanging out on the sidelines, we're talking. Yeah, star point scores, okay, you know that's wow. Star point scores again. Star wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you missed that the big like the second play of the game where Joe Carlson on double pass throws like this huge bomb for like a 30, 40 yard gain. And, and the thing was, the ball was right between the numbers. I mean, the the passes were were fantastic. They're like, oh my god, where this is the you know we knew Star Point could throw the ball, but they really looked good throwing the ball last night. And it was the first quarter; it's twenty eight to nothing. I'm like, oh my god, what happened? Well, they uh, I think they onside kick after they scored the first touchdown. They recovered it. Yes, and. Will South had trouble with the kickoff like all night, and their defense, I want to say, didn't have more than, what, four snaps in the entire first quarter? It was amazing. And then uh, Will South started coming back. They scored two touchdowns before the half. And like, okay, maybe now we have a game. But uh, I have to admit, Star Point's passing game really looked good. Uh, Williamsville South. This is the heir apparent to Aaron Chase. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, and this poor guy was on the bench last year because no, of Aaron he's, Chase. No, he's a sophomore, so. Well, still, I mean, you know. So well, he's he, he had to get going on, on JV as a freshman. <laughs> Boy, I guess he did. And then some. Oh, he throws a nice ball. They they, they really look good. And uh, Will South's got a nice running quarterback. Not used to seeing that. And of course, I was bugging uh, Gil about uh, Joey and his playing days. You know, says he didn't run like that. Well, actually, hey, you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Will ha- Will Gerzon, the quarterback, actually threw the fifth most passing yards last week of every quarterback in Western New York. Any no mention of the we guy. had no choice. They were behind so yeah. much. He had they had, to but go that was in a loss. He still had the fo- fifth right. most passing yards in the area. No mention of the countdown, huh? Fourteen weeks, huh? Fourteen. Oh, to the Lakata uh, versus uh, Lakata. We talked uh, about uh, that basketball game like too. <laughs> Like I said, I had a great time. You know, December twentieth, I get together with Gil. It's it's a blast and uh, just a, a great time. You know, talking, you know, do memories and everything. And and of course, we were picking on you, Rod. So your ears must have been ringing uh, pretty good last night. How about the start, though? I mean, take a look at this. If I would have told you all the Williamsville teams where they stand right now, Francis, mm-hmm. you know, all the Williamsville teams. If I'm correct, there's not a win there at this point. Am I right? See, Williamsville East lost last night. Yeah, they're 0 and 2. North, did North lose a week ago? No, North, yeah, North, North lost, lost to McKinley. Yeah. Did There's no win so, there. Williamsville, 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 and Amherst are combined 0 and 8. Yeah. Well, that's, no, no, no. no um, North is playing today. Yeah, North oh, plays today. Oh, they haven't okay. played yet. So 0 right. 7. I'm sorry. I, my bad. You were off. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's amazing. But, but that's that yeah. to me, that's a stat. Watch out for. I mean, because good call, Tom. Yeah, that's something you don't normally see. The other thing I think there's a, a, a story that you're probably starting to see brew is um, Jamestown's back. Okay, oh, like we well, knew that is if Van Sickle stays healthy, look out. They're uh, right up there with Lancaster, OP, uh, and Bennett. I'm not sure they're there yet. Okay, um, I, I I think they're still a step below there yet. I think those teams are still a little bit ahead because if you do shut down this one kid, you do shut down a lot of that offense over there. So we'll That's see. That's a is, big if now. Right. Well, if you remember at the beginning of the year, what did I say? I actually sat here on the show and said, Jamestown will be the spoiler in this decision. Who of those three teams or four teams, including Clarence, has the hiccup versus Jamestown? exactly what I said here on the show, and they're going to prove it right here. In fact, it could be more than a hiccup. Jamestown's ready to start doing some damage in here. 
my my feeling on that is, and I don't mean to disrespect Clarence, but with Putney and Stevens gone, Clarence is not the team that they were a year ago, and I would not put them in the top four echelon with uh, the, the four teams we alluded to. Well, it's Col- my personal. They opinion. do have some new players. They yeah. have Zach Norton, who uh, you know I think he he didn't get a lot of touches, but they have this kid Cole Harris who ran for a seventy-seven yard touchdown and a fifty-five yard touchdown. So they got some players at Clarence. I think it's going to come down to Clarence and Jamestown. They're going to be playing each other in week four. I, I, they might decide that fourth seed yep. in the double-A playoffs. Well, so and, then and, that and, could be a preview then of uh, they might be the fourth and fifth seed. Correct. And it would determine who plays home in the quarterfinal of correct. those two teams. Exactly. And that's, that's one of the few uh, situations where home field advantage might mean something, not so much because of the atmosphere or the, uh, you know, the field itself, but the fact that you got to have an hour and a half to, or on a bus, maybe even a two-hour ride mm-hmm. just to play the game. And, boy, if you lose that game, that's one of the longest bus rides home in the world. Yep, no doubt. And I, that's why I said is that's going to be – that's that that story starting to unfold, right? And and uh, something definitely follow. Yeah, and I think Jamestown beats a very good Baldwinsville team out of Syracuse. That's too, the who's other a thing perennial that I'm high power on Jamestown on. Uh, hey, if Van Sickle stays healthy, look out. That's my personal opinion, and that's a warning to OP Lancaster and Bennett. Oh, I'm yeah. sure it's something that they that they're hearing and, <laughs> oh, and, and they're well and aware that of. Oh, and coaching staff is unbelievable down there. So oh, Langworthy and company, yeah, yeah, are you yeah, kidding me? It's done better. Yep. So no 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 doubt about it. And then the other one that we wanted to find out was, which I thought was another story. We talked about this off the air. Was how good is Lakeshore with that sixty-two points they put up? And I, and they were now playing an East Aurora team that I said, watch out. This East Aurora team is a team to watch out for that could could be the surprise this year to surprise some people. And what do they do? They shut out uh, Lakeshore and actually that one jumped out. Uh, yeah, sixty-two points one week, zero the next week. It does show that East Aurora's got something out there. Yeah, and then Cheektowaga, they are able to get a bounce back win, eighteen to thirteen. So that's a you know they get the win, but it's a tight game against a Luport team. It looked very good. B one is going to be a really close race. Bees have been fun in the last couple of years. <laughs> they are they are in any of the sports. And then has about, somebody told a pioneer that Riggerman graduated? Yeah, that's the other oh, one. Yeah, you know, I mean, big win <laughs> over Oleand. I mean, you got to look at you know what Pioneer can do. I hear the line is just as strong, oh. just as big. And listen, that is a way to win games right there. You could have, you know as well as I do, you could have an average running back with an incredible line, and they're going to be able to do some damage out there. Oh, sure. A great and, line is going to make uh, any running back uh, To look me, good. if, if uh, Pioneer misses Riggerman, it's only going to be on defense because offense – business as usual, you know, like I say, is, uh, I thought Riggerman was a senior. He was. It's just they're good. Yeah. They're very good. And they yeah. brought back Tyler Ellie, too, who was their speed back that went along with Riegerman nicely. Roger, you mentioned something a few times about B2, how stacked that division was. Uh, you're right, because we now have Maritime with two big wins. Uh, we have um, Iroquois has two wins. And Maryville could very well go to 2-0 and this weekend. They have a game against Mar- um, Burgard today. Yeah, That's going to be a tight race. One of those three teams does not make the playoffs. By the way, if you're following the uh, goings-on in Iroquois, you can go to our Facebook page, Inside High School Sports. Dawn Purcell, is, uh, her quest to get the uh, the field conditions and uh, you know, the things that they have there at Iroquois to improve 
you know, they, it looks like they need a new blocking sled and uh, bleachers, things like that. So uh, you could follow the goings on there. T- Tony, I can't believe the press that they've been getting as of late. If you look at that story, you look at the whole Marv Madison story with uh, their baseball team and him not coming back after 19 years as a head that, coach. That one still bothers it, me. It just, what is going on over there? It's, uh, you know, I was at that board meeting that they were talked to and, and, Granted, I, I, I felt like, okay, you gave a forum to at least be heard, but I don't think anything's happening right there. They're just not listening to, to the people that are actually out there. It doesn't sound like they are. showing stuff. I just, it doesn't make sense All to the me. stuff has fallen on deaf ears and questions about you know uh, procedures and, and things like that. Uh, Dawn's doing a really good job of, uh, of getting on this, and she's fighting. She's fighting this battle, and she wants improvements, and there's no reason why they shouldn't have improvements there. You listen to some of that it's stuff. It's not a poor district. No, I, you, and you listen to some of the stuff, too, like, uh, you know, uh, the concession stand right near some sewage Pesticides. Things, pesticides. And, oh, it's no. disgusting. Porta johns I'm sorry, but you go to a Porta john in a night game, not exactly well lit, you know, so uh, you think somebody that's – you know, maybe a little bit uh, older and might have some struggles with that. Oh, Roger's got his little spotlight. My He's wife says, I love these. These really work great at night in porta potties. <laughs> I just hope that they get things uh, straightened out there. You know, a game, a kind of a upset that went a little bit under the radar last night, Allegheny Limestone beating Fredonia 15-8. to That's a team with a guy named Jake Skinner who put out a tweet last night, which I thought was showed his maturity. You should check, you should check that out. But, you know, those are it's a very good team in Fredonian. Allegheny Limestone, a team that really didn't do that well last year. Uh their quarterback went down halfway through the year, came back, and so if you know he's a hundred percent, watch out for this Allegheny Limestone team to really make a big push. Did you see and the see. picture Mark Adair posted of the Fredonia player with uh, uh blood on his nose? I, th- I think that was Iroquois. Was that Iroquois? I'm pretty sure because it was red, white, and blue, right? Yeah, but I thought it was Fredonia. No, Fredonia Fredonia's orange and black. Yeah, it was an Iroquois right. player. That's still hey, a cool picture. How, how about this one? If I would have told you Depew comes out of the gates 2-0, and would you have believed that? They they had the leading rusher in all of Western New York last week, Christian Pagano. And now, Pagano, they, big uh, baseball guy. Isn't that guy. division one of the ones that is going to reap the benefits of not being in that three-team division we alluded to earlier? Yes. But, yes before, you got Tonawanda, Depew, and um, trying to think who the other one is in that division yeah but I, well, I can't remember either but my point being any one of those three teams we mentioned from that other division would probably walk away with that division yeah i see what you're saying yeah see that's the other thing too i'm not crazy about the uh they i assume they do when they do b1 through b4 it's b1 by has numbers, to buy yeah. book bed numbers and to me and that just uh, causes additional travel and all these other things. I think if they did it geographically, because they're eventually going to have to play each other anyway. And when you do it that way, it almost seems like you're stacking the deck against the uh, schools with the higher bed numbers because one of them's not going to make it, where in fact they may be one of the best eight teams in, uh, in Class B in Western New York. My position on that one is go geographically you have less travel and all that less logistical expenses and 
let the chips fall where they may that way. If you think about this, in the future, we're, we're going to see more B schools as population continues to dwindle in western New York. It's only a matter of time before some of the A's are down to B. Yeah. Tonawanda, 0-2 to start the season. They've lost their two games by three points. You know, and is a team I saw, I told you this when we were previewing, uh, put a lot of work in the offseason. They got the numbers back up. You know, it's it's somebody that, uh, if you're not careful, they're going to punch you in the nose. Well, it's Again, three I, points. That tells you right there is they're in their games. It's now a team that's trying to learn how to win. Sure. Right? And the minute they learn that and realize what it takes to win, the switch goes off. Watch out. It's a team to watch out for. Makes for a very interesting uh, game versus NT in Week 7. How about that West Seneca East Sweet Home game? I mean, Sweet Home, as a team, we said that they were going to improve, but they, uh, have, improved. they have improved a lot. Who did they uh, really whoop a week ago? Bill South. They beat that was Will a big yeah. a team that we thought was going to be better because they brought back most of their starters. And uh, gave uh, West Seneca East all they could handle last night. That's a good West Seneca East team. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, let's go through some more of the games from last night and preview games going on today. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. Uh, Nate will get you updated what's going on with the Bills. And uh, I don't, you know, I'm not going to say anything, but uh, there may be a Giants fan around here that we may want to bust chops to. So uh, it, it could get ugly in this break, by the way. So if we don't return, it means that uh, all out brawl. All broke out. You're listening to in, right, Tom. <laughs> You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Are you listening to that, Tom? The Bill Shout song. Get used to it, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. <laughs> For the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch the Bills action t- tomorrow at 1 o'clock right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. And don't forget to listen to the pregame show. Now, game's going on today. I'm going to try to make it to this game. Uh, Lancaster is at Niagara Falls at 2 o'clock. Uh, Lancaster trying to continue their winning ways. Niagara Falls, uh, they won last week, so they're trying to get off to a 2-0 start. But uh, we'll see what uh, what that one turns out. Hey, I'll tell you uh, this. if it, there was a, It was a lot of turnovers in the Niagara Falls-Lockport game. That and was penalties. The game was there. If you do a lot of turnovers against Lancaster, that's going to get lopsided very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that uh, having to get as close to home as it is that you wouldn't consider going to Will North at Niagara Wheatfield. To me, that's a barometer game. Well, it's a Niagara yeah. County type of day. I was, You've at, got I was already at Will North. Lockport and Niagara Falls hosting oh, games. I was at Will North home versus McKinley. No, but, I'm talking about Tony being. Uh, what, what barometer is it for? Who's the barometer? Barometer for, for both. For Wheatfield. You know, like we were just talking earlier, if Will North uh, loses today, the Williamsville schools are 0-8. But uh, the Wheatfield team I saw, and granted it was against North Tonawanda, wasn't very impressive that Thursday night game. But uh, I think if uh, Niagara Wheatfield beats Will North today, they're the real deal. But, yeah, I mean, kind of to that point, A1's right now wide open the way I see it. I mean, it sucks that we didn't see that game last night, but that's still a wide open division. 
uh, you know, you maybe have two teams that are in. The rest of it, you're really unsure. And you talk about, like Tom mentioned, a hiccup game. You get one hiccup game there, and that could be yeah, lights it's out. It's not like double-A. Double-A, eight out of nine teams make right. the playoffs. Oh, totally agree. Totally agree. This is a hiccup that can stop you from being in the playoffs. And by the way, yeah. does anybody know if Cardinal O'Hara is playing today? Uh, we haven't heard that they're not playing, so we got to assume that they are. Okay. That's so. something I, I didn't see. I know last week they weren't able to. Uh, I spoke to one of the players during the week. He was hopeful that they would be playing. We yeah, have we a 1 heard... o'clock on, listed on WY, WNY Athletics, a 1 o'clock start um, versus... Uh... Here in Heights. Yep. Okay. Well, hopefully they are able to uh, get things going. Uh, well, let's see. Some of the other games that you guys mentioned, Will North at Niagara Weefield. Uh... I'm going to Wilson at JFK yes. in the afternoon, and I am going to Silver Creek tonight to see uh, cheese, sausage, and pepperoni. How about this game, though, at 1 o'clock, Bennett at St. Joe's? So that's the game wow. I will be at. I will be at Bennett St. Joe's, and then tonight I will be doing sideline at CSP and Silver Creek tonight also. So I'll be at two games today. That, to me, now there's a barometer Tom, who's going right to be on that call for that CSP Silver Creek game? Um, oh, this is good. <laughs> so we have Frank Wolf that will be doing the call along with Coach Kurt Fisher. Cool. Doing color. <laughs> and we'll be doing color commentary. And then game. we have a broadcast of Wilson GFK as well on our Mixler channel. Today's actually a really good uh, good day for football. You got Eden at Lackawanna. And, of course, we mentioned this one earlier, Maryvale at uh, my Bulldogs. Burgard, that's at Riverside uh, Field at 1 o'clock. Seriously? Yeah. All right, there got we go. Gotta earn the right. barks, I mean, man. I mean, come on, I, you gotta earn those it. barks. <laughs> hey, gotta throw in uh, a, a uh, uh, shout out. Lockport Orchard Park today. Birthday boy Jack Sharp today will actually take the helm on his birthday today, also uh, for Orchard Park. Yeah, Lockport's gonna. They're gonna need a big comeback if they're gonna beat Orchard Park. They're well, gonna need a big I game. see also that Casadega Valley Falconer is gonna host. Red Jacket from Section 5, which is good. The reason I say that now, all the teams that were affected by Maple Grove dropping For down eight to 8-man football. football have now had uh, their all-scheduled games in the week that they were supposed to play Maple Grove. I don't know what it is, but I always love that that team nickname, Red Jackets. It's, something's cool No, it's about not it. a nickname. It's the actual name of the school. Oh, is it? It's Yeah, it's called Red Jacket. It's like Red Jacket High School. Oh, even neater. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just I think it's a neat... Uh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> Any other games that you guys wanted to talk about? Well, there's Alden at Newfane with the running back Jaden Hears, who one of these weeks I'm going to have to go see. This kid's a beast. Uh, he led Section 6 in rushing of all underclassmen, so he'll, he should be primed for a big year uh, going on as well. Tony, according to the news on my schedule... Huron Heights, Ontario versus Cardinal O'Hara at Huron Heights at 1 o'clock. Okay. Yeah, I just I got it confirmed uh, O'Hara is playing. Frank confirmed that he'll be going to that game for a little bit. Also, we should point out uh, Canisius losing to McDowell last night, a team that Joe's played. That's going to set up for a week from today. Looks Joe's like those Canisius. teams are going to be are pretty – Ever are pretty, you know, at the same level right now. Is the game at Canisius or at Joe's? It's, it's going to be at, at, Canisius. at Canisius. At Stransky in West Side. Okay. That, that, and that's kind of, I don't know, kind of early for the Joe's Canisius game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we really, said yeah. the same thing, yeah. But I guess next week, too, West New York Athletics is going to be doing kind of a uh, 
a whole theme day there, kind of like what you see ESPN do for uh, game day. Uh-huh. They're going to do a game day experience over at the Canisius oh, uh, St. Joe's game. Neat. Uh, let's see some of the, the well. I think we basically have gone through all the games uh, that are going on today. Uh, that Wilson JFK one really is interesting. You look at uh, at how Wilson has just evolved over the last several years. Mm-hmm. Coach Atlas is doing such a great job with that program. You know, look out for the Lakemen. Yeah, and I, I still want to get up there to see them play on their own field. You have to. That field it's an is experience. Trem- but the field is tremendous. It's a brand new field. And this is the time of year that you want to go. You want to go in the fall, in the fall before it gets too cold. And it's just, I, I keep saying it's that old-time, small-town football field that you can't replicate. It's We've great. mentioned every other game, Anthony, so we would be remiss if we didn't mention St. Mary's of Lancaster is playing at Chaminade. Uh, I'm just looking at because you have a few minutes to next week games. Some of them jumping out to me right now. Battle of the Unbeaten is Nate 2, West Seneca East at Star Point. That's going to be a big game these next couple weeks. Last night I couldn't go to sleep because yeah, I love high school football so much. I was just looking at the schedule weeks ahead. Um, A2 is going to have some really good matchups. And then B2, back-to-back games at Iroquois. Um, they're going to host Maritime. And then I think they host Maryvale the following week coming up. So, wow. you got yeah. tons of matchups here. Yeah. Jamestown Bennett. Here's our first one that we're talking about in the AA there. Lancaster Clarence. Now you get a Clarence barometer that we're out there talking and, and about, right? And there's kind of, you know, everybody talked about Lancaster being rivals with Depew, Orchard Park, Cl- uh, Lancaster, and Clarence are rivals just as much. How about Maritime at Iroquois next week? There you That's go. That's mentioned. a big one. Ken East. Now they're going to get her, their proving grounds, right? Oh, they're going to see. Mean, <laughs> they're going to see South Park, but yeah, listen, that's going to be. A, do you keep it close, right? Is this? Are you now taking the turn out there in a game like that? Barometer games is actually what you want to say because that's that's going to be the indicator and, and really show what we are. East Aurora, Cheektowaga. Now Ooh. you're going to see what East Aurora's got. And you guys mentioned Allegheny Limestone. They'll get their barometer next Friday. They're at Southwestern. We'll find out if they're for real in that game. And Southwestern's rolling. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a lot of Cheek big games. Cheektowaga at East Aurora Holland. We'll yep. find out who's. That's uh, what I just said. Yeah, is Roger paying see... attention to the show? <laughs> I know, really. You got to watch, or he's, his mind is in delay right now. By the way, Gil complimented you on your. You don't have senior moments anymore. You have senior hours. I said that last week. He must have been listening to the he show. He was. He loved your. He, loved he said that it comment. yesterday. And then, how about you know? Last one would be. Niagara Weefield, you talk about a barometer game there. They got Will North this week and then get Orchard Park the following week. So you got two games that are potentially double A schools in the sense of where they've been playing the last couple of years. Then fourth weeks four through six, it's ben, I, I, I have the wrong order, but Bennett Lancaster, Bennett OP, Lancaster OP in wow. those three weeks. <laughs> get see your popcorn, folks. It's huh? going to be good. It's coming. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Sports Talk Saturday is up next. Nate Gear, have plenty of Bills talk, uh, maybe some Antonio Brown talk. Who knows? You're going to want to keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.